Hello, we're back. Finally, after, what, a long five days or so without a podcast. I'm sure you were all waiting with bated breath. Right, guys? I was. Who? I? Yeah, you guys. Weren't you waiting for this? Yes. Time for another podcast. Yes. So, it's actually, I think, been six days since we posted. I don't know. For sure. I was never good at math. So, we have Christina with us. Hello. doesn't seem right. And Brian... (laughs) Hey, that I'm here? Yeah, he's just talking. No, so. no, no, That uh, it's been six days. Well, the last one was hmm. posted on October 1st, so it's been five days. Oh, okay. So today we'll do our, uh, we, uh, you know, once in a while mini pod for, you know, a few minutes. And we'll uh, talk about a couple things. And then later in the week we'll do a, uh, I guess it would be a, if this is a mini pod, that's a maxi pod. Um, so we'll throw that out there. You like that little play on words? There. I like that term very much. Yeah, it's a maxi pod on maxi later in the week. Pod, yeah. I, I have art ideas already. Going crazy, or he's texting the same letter to someone over uh, and over. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> I think he's doing ellipsis. Yeah, I love Don't you send that to me? We just had a conversation about how we don't like that. I like ellipsis. Do it. I don't. Don't. You don't have to use them in everything. Exactly. Mom, in every... who doesn't listen to this, so I will talk shit about Nobody how she types. Does, so We're the only ones who listen, so. It's mm. not true. Not I. Well, who else listens? There's nine people that listen. I don't know, to but I one. don't. <laughs> I have to, because I have to add the sound effects and the music. Glad yeah. it's not me. Oh, so there's eight people, because you count as one of the listens? Mm. Uh, yes. Okay. I, I definitely count as one of the listens. Fair so. enough. One of them is at eight other listens. Okay. So, um, yes, Brian and I are enjoying a drink, making Christina feel jealous because she would love to be enjoying a drink. Baby, I got a ice pumpkin spice latte. I'm not jealous of anything. Latte! I'm living in my basicness. So there you go. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Nope. So uh, today we'll start out with a couple of questions I'll pose to you guys. Um. And I'll throw in comments, unsolicited, unsolicited commentary as always. How dare. So what qualities would you guys say make a great theater director? Mm. You've both directed shows. You've been in many shows. You've seen many shows. Um, for, as, as an actor or an audience Just member? Just whatever both? perspective. Um, for me, conscientious of their cast's time. That's a good one. It's my my favorite one. Yes, I agree. I, mm-hmm. I know Brian values that as well. Yeah. We've oh. talked about that. Oh, yeah. I don't know anyone that likes their time wasted, but it's my pet peeve for sure. Yeah, I don't like my time wasted as a patron either. So when their shows are too long, <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. What's a, what's one for you, Brian? Oh, it's 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 that one. One, two, and three. Uh, <laughs> don't call me to a rehearsal where I've got to uh, sit for two and a half hours. Mm-mm. And then like, oh, we're not going to get to you today. No. Yeah. Don't That's do egregious. That. I don't even do that to my kids. Yeah. I mean. Even though some parents would like to just drop them off every yeah. time. Well, they can't. Yeah. <laughs> and don't. <laughs> some, of them, some of them think that's all they're really doing. So, and then when the kids actually produce something afterwards, they're thinking, oh, wow, well, that's cool. They so just think that's how it. it happens. They don't they don't realize that there's any like skill that goes into it. They just assume that's the baseline usually. Guess they think y'all play tiddlywinks and yeah, and then the whole time. and then they just show up and their darlings are wonderful. Yeah, most of the time. <sighs> no, I, I mean, I will say caveat to that is 
community level. I mean, where every where the actors are volunteers. Right. If you you know if you're equity and professional and you're supposed to be there and they don't use you, well, you know that's you your job. You get paid to sit there, yeah. Well, but, in you know. that case, yeah, you're still drawing a check. That's yeah. your job. For being there. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, on the community level, um, I think the most important thing is the director to realize that it's volunteers that are in their show. So, mm-hmm. so what what other qualities you guys think make a really great theater director, community theater director? Hmm. I like a, I like someone that is the right level of collaborative. Um, I like a director that lets their actors like try things. Right. On the first go around, because I find that when I let my actors try things, sometimes they do stuff that like is more natural and works a little better. Right. Like I like when a director can marry that with their idea of what their show looks like. And, and make, be willing yeah. to be flexible and adaptable to that. Yeah, for sure. And not say, well, I've, that was great, Yeah, we're doing it my way. I've for sure worked with local directors that, like, come in with an, an exact idea of, like, every beat of every scene. And that's fine. Like, some people just work that way. But I, I like a little bit of flexibility in a director. Right. It's nice. Uh, for I me, agree. it was, it's... Uh, uh, director that's great at blocking and i think one of the reasons i loved john roan so much is that man knew how to paint a picture on stage mm. yes uh his blocking was always beautiful maybe the most amazing thing i ever saw him uh do was sense and sensibility when they did it basic kind of in the round not completely it was uh, three sides but man he 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 just did a magnificent job he's just a master that's so hard at blocking yeah and making everything look beautiful every mo- movement had a purpose mm. uh it was always changing from beautiful picture to beautiful picture um i've never seen anyone as good at that as mr rune was um so i agree and so a, a question that kind of i believe dovetails into that since again you guys have directed shows uh, what what do you think are some of the biggest lessons that you learned from directing shows that you didn't know before you started doing it? Make sure you cast the right people. That's the <laughs> yep. biggest lesson that... Uh, I could see that one. Um, if a director you trust says, I would be careful about casting that person, you should absolutely yeah. listen to your friend. Yeah, and then like... <laughs> on top of that too like cast people that you like being in a room with too mm-hmm. like yeah. aside from just their ability yeah there's something so magical that happens when you're just in a room full of people that you like to collaborate with yeah yeah i mean i can say from i mean more of my i guess artistic creative experience has been with uh choral ensemble groups and also with rock bands frankly and I always, you know, one of the points that I learned young with doing bands and then doing choral work too is go see other groups. Because one of the things you can tell, and I've seen this with theater shows I've been in and now can see it, I feel like decently with shows I go see, you can tell who likes to be on stage with one another Mm -hmm. and who doesn't. You can tell the people who are just there because they're in it 
and they want it to be in it, but they don't really like everybody else, or it's mm. very standoffish. Yeah. And it's sometimes they can still put on a really good show, but you know the sum of the parts is not equal to the whole sort of thing. Uh, whereas a show that has, I mean, I've seen some shows that the scripts were not all that great. And maybe the music was mediocre or something like that, but you can tell everybody's having a good time and they all pick each other up and the show comes off really good because it's very human and it's also very good. It's positive. It just, even if it's a, you know, a downer show, mm-hmm. it's a positive feel that you walk out with. Like that was really, you know, a collaborative piece of art. Yeah. It counts saw. for a lot for sure. So, what other lessons you guys think you've learned that mm. maybe nobody, even if somebody could have told you, you you just had to learn? So, specific to educational theater, you learn really quickly how to find uh, the kids whose parents are a blessing. <laughs> and there are, like, certain students that I will put in every single show they audition for, no matter what, because I know that their parent is going to, like come in and help with whatever I need. Right. Like, find the helpers. It's the most important in educational theater. Find, like, the kids with the best, like, that are willing to, like, do the most thankless work and find the parents that are willing to, like, help you. And conversely. Yeah. You know, the not find the parents oh, who yeah. I tear mean, things down and want to... Oh, boy. I mean, those, you know, that's jerk a... jerk your chain and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, that's the easy lesson. I mean, like, you learn that one quick, but the, the more important one is finding the good ones, I feel like. I, I don't know if that changes... Um, I, I mean, for instance, Jimmy Hoxie. Oh, yeah. Even if I don't have the perfect role for him, I'm going to want him in my cast. Yeah, just because he's a delight. Yeah, it's true. It, it doesn't change outside of educational theater. If you find the people that, like, are a joy and will work hard and want to be there, like, if there's a place for them, put put them in there. Right. Yeah. The, uh, you know, j- again, I loved all of you guys in first date, but seriously, Jimmy Hoxie brought in tap shoes one night and just choreographed himself a tap number that oh, wasn't in the show. Did he And it was ever. outstanding. It what was a outstanding. Doll. Sounds like Jimmy. Um, the other thing I would say as a director is if you think you need four weeks to put a show up, you rehearse six weeks, you schedule as much in the six weeks, and then cancel as many rehearsals as you need to. Mm-hmm. Overschedule and then cancel. Yeah. If you underschedule, you can't add rehearsals yep. yeah. uh, because your cast will revolt. So yeah. uh, yes. overschedule and then cancel. Yeah. And back schedule. I'm always amazed at people that don't back schedule rehearsals. Like, do you do when you schedule? You start at the end, right? Yes. And work backwards. Yeah, I've seen people not do that, and I'm like, what are you doing? I mean, that's that's the best way. I mean, you start. I mean, you know what those rehearsals need to be. Tech week. You know. (laughs) I mean, in in my career, in in working like operations, mostly in healthcare or military, it's you're always taught reverse engineer your projects, reverse engineer your initiatives because it's you it's you know they say it's like writing your story of certain things you reverse engineer it like yeah. what's the twist going to be first so you can work your way into that yeah for sure saying oh we're just going to start and then we'll figure it out and i know i've at least been in one or two shows where it felt like the schedule was oh let's just start and see what the hell happens yeah i know and the I've, hell happened i've seen i've seen people that um schedule and just start like go kind of in order scene by scene and some i mean i guess sometimes that works out but like 
I like to make sure I have X amount of runs. Yes. Plus tech week. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And again, I, I find the overscheduling and then. And then, you know, yeah. carry, carry it on the stick. Hey, guys, you work hard. Guess what? We're going to cancel. Oh, I love And then yeah, people work that. harder. So, Me too. You know. <laughs> like, y'all want Friday off? <laughs> so do I. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay. And I, 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 I mean, just what do you think about read throughs? I, I, I don't find a whole lot of use. It depends on the show. Sometimes I need to hear it. Okay, so for example, the one that we do for Miracle on 34th will be very important. Yeah. It's Well, the show's kind of red, so yeah, exactly. that's every rehearsal. Yeah, yeah. But like that initial one is going to help me a lot. Yeah. Plotting how we move forward from there. Mhm. It just kind of depends on the show. Yeah. Sometimes I don't feel like I need them at all. Um, I always use my read sing through for my musicals, though, for kids as the time where we do a parent meeting. So those are also vital. Sure. In that it keeps them occupied while I tell their parents all the cool stuff they get to work on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm okay with read throughs as an actor. Uh, I'm not not necessarily okay with two weeks of character exposition before you even get to a read through. Dude. Brian knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm not going to elaborate, but. Table work. I'm not a huge fan of table work. Depend- yeah. That's another depends on the show. Uh, I only think, and you guys have done more shows than I have, I can only see table work being of value, at least to me, if I had like just gotten the part or just gotten put into the show, right? Like, we cast the show and we're starting rehearsals tomorrow, guys. Here we go. Mm-hmm. If I haven't taken the time to understand at least my character and where it fits in the story, yeah, I probably I, shouldn't be in the show anyway. I think yeah. it's really important if you're doing something like a classical piece with like a lot of verse or poetry to make sure that you got those beats in there. Yeah, I can see that. It's totally. important. Yeah. We did a, a fair bit of table work. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shakespeare. I mean, like Shakespeare. You, I, I can see where it. that would be important. It's yeah. pretty important. We did a lot of table work for Head Over Heels because that whole show's in verse. Hmm. Um, yeah, it, so it's important. Brian's thinking of our next Shakespeare. We'll put on here at GCT. <laughs> yeah, right. sure. Yeah. Not at all. Not, not, not on my watch. Not on my yeah. watch. I would uh, never say never, yeah, right. because there are certain people. If they came to me and said, "I want to put a Shakespeare play on," I would be like, "Yes, absolutely, oh, yeah. do it." Yeah. I can think of a the handful. house is yours. Go take yeah. it. But uh, if it's yeah. just who currently sits on the programming committee, uh, no, it's, I can't see a lot of Shakespeare making no. it past. I mean, now my fat friend. I mean, we can never discount <laughs> that. But Shakespeare, nah. nah. Uh, I also think, um, and maybe you might feel the same way um when directing a musical i want my actors to come in off book on music because I, I, I find it very hard to do anything blocking wise or um, show wise if they're not yeah if, if oh, they're trying to stare at you notes mean like and after sing. music rehearsals have yeah. ceased yeah for sure oh yeah at first i was thinking oh, that yeah. where you were like day one yeah no music rehearsal coming that way yeah because i've had some shows where i mean People are, i mm. i like the i mean Granted, it was the first show I ever did, but I was so excited to do to do a Christmas story. Mm-hmm. I learned the music from. I didn't have the score. I learned did all learn the music from the. What's that? Did you learn it wrong? The words were different. 
the music was the same, but the words were all different. Yeah. Oh, no. And so <laughs> I spent three weeks deprogramming. Yep. Luckily, I had the wonderful and exciting Jason Eschhoffen yeah. Yeah. as my music director. So he said, I get it. You yeah. know, well, let's take 10 minutes every night and just go through that yeah. song. And it's... we did, and I got it. But because he's like, I'm impressed you knew all the music. That's, step, so... that's a big step. It's so hard when people uh, learn their music incorrectly to, like, relearn it. Especially if, like, it's one thing when it's lyrics, but, um, you know, cast recordings aren't always what's in the score. Yeah. Oh, no, and, yeah. Uh, I've had, I for sure have had actors that just learn wrong well, Having never done a show stuff. before, I, I just yeah. made an assumption oh, yeah. and walked in and was like, what? Yeah. Because most of the shows I've done now or since then... It's been pretty darn close where I, okay, I need to relearn that one sentence. Okay, mm -hmm. fine. I can get that. Yeah. But, I mean, in this case, it was, you know, I mean, a major award and The Genius on Cleveland Street being the two big old man songs. Half the words were different in both songs. Yeah. It's like, thanks. Appreciate that, Whoops. guys. But I do agree. I... I will not go into a blocking rehearsal and not have my music memorized. That's yeah, yeah, I agree. Mm -mm, no. So, uh, okay. So moving on. Um, appreciate you guys offering your thoughts there. Uh, we'll move on to this. Uh, this mini pods, crazy theater stories. I'm gonna give you two this time. Hmm. What? One of them's a little more serious. The second one is mm. a little goofier. So, um. This first one is called Will Not Apologize for That Phrasing Choice. <laughs> and it didn't turn out to be what I thought it was going to be, but it's it's interesting. So a local, th this is from Charleston, uh, West Virginia. A local theater company my family has been involved with for many years has recently gone through a leadership change, resulting in some dot, 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 unique situations. Many of the recent decisions have come across as direct attacks against me and my family, including the recent shutdown of a popular, successful teen group that I was president of, only to be replaced a few days later by a group that has no apparent differences except that we are not involved, and the board presumably has much more control. While hmm. I hold no ill will against them for this, my parents are less forgiving. <clears throat> Mom. Sometimes before the first meeting, sometime before the first meeting of the new group, I want to post exactly what led up to the shutdown of the first group. I say, uh, okay, great. But when you post it, can you try to be a little less confrontational than will come naturally to you? Mom says, oh, don't worry. I'm going to phrase it as an apology. Uh, okay, I say. Mom says, yes, I'm going to apologize that we got the group shut down by refusing to be the board's doormats. I am thinking dot, dot, dot. Mom says, because we stood up for what we believed in instead of bowing down to their so-called supremacy through shadow government. They decided the only solution was to snatch the group away from all of the teens and create a new one where they have all the power. I say, oh. Mom says, not what you were thinking? I say, I think we're back to my original question. Ooh. So, yeah. I want to know what actually happened. <laughs> yeah. It feels there's it parts kind of, of that story that are missing. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. So many parts. Definitely expletives. So so here's the second one. Dripping wet with double meaning. The show Singing in the Rain, featuring mm. actual on-stage rain, has just finished, and the audience is thanking all the actors for a good show. One elderly lady walks up to me. She says, Ugh, 
This show got me wet. It's no. a shame. I get wet every other day of the week anyway. No. No. I was scared to shake her hand after that. Stop. Don't. That's the whole story. Don't. Phrasing? Are we doing Don't. phrasing? Again? That's a phrasing story if I ever heard oh. one. Should I repeat that line? Good for, for her. The show got her wet. You know? Just keep that in mind. It's important. You know. Good for her. So... We should all what be we're going to move on to now from that is, and this is not theater related at all, what? but I'm going to share it. I decided that I was going to be the captain of a wagon team taking my crew to on the Oregon Trail. Oh, sorry. Whoa, what was that? Sorry. It's so, stuck to the... Oh. <laughs> her cup is sweating. Disregard, disregard. So we, Edit that nervous. out. Edit she's that nervous. out. Nervous. What happens? I'm too she's nervous. nervous. I heard Oregon Trail. We went trail. on the Oregon Trail and... Brian came along. Christina came along. Yeah. Leah came along, who works in the office here sometimes. And Jimmy the Cock came along for the ride. Of course he did. He's the bankroller of. Trying really hard to let go of my feelings of feeling kind of left out about this, but go ahead. You were on. You're in it. Was you're I? Because I'm just learning about this. Well, it's. I, I didn't mean, know about it till. Go today on. Either. It's fine. I wasn't here yesterday. Remember? I know. So Paul, I, I documented my our journey. And I'll paraphrase some of this. Paul, a youngish farmer from Illinois, wow. set out. Come on, already <laughs> wow, wow, set wow, out wow, from wow. Independence, Missouri, with his motley tagalongs. Rude. Motley. Hopelessly miscast farmhand and opium addict Brian. Opium addict. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. back then you couldn't get the straight stuff. A lovely teacher named Christina. Oh, thanks. You feel bad now? Mm. Somewhat dim and old woman Leah. <laughs> And raging alcoholic and sometime poet Jimmy the Cock. Good God. The date was March 1st, 1848. We had bought six oxen, 12 sets of clothing, 200 bullets, two wagon wheels, one axle, one wagon tongue, and 250 pounds of food for the journey. What's we still had $50, which Brian assumed was purchasing for purchasing drugs along the way oh. from Native <laughs> Americans. Christina was charged with keeping Brian away from the money and get, getting him through his withdrawal symptoms. God. Wait, the weather wait, was cold. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I'm when not done. They, when did they add drug addicts? As... Well, I might have added some. It's creative license. <laughs> Grief. We're going to produce this on the stage. The weather wait. was cold. I played the Oregon, Oregon Trail, and it was for kids, and there was no option to make well, one of them a drug addict. This is PG-13. Hmm. We didn't actually been... see you do drugs. The weather was cold, health was good, and we had 102 miles to the Kansas River crossing. We reached the crossing free of incident on March 7th and looked around. The water even had a beautiful taste to it. I'm going to let that hang, dot, dot, dot. At Jimmy's behest, we stopped to talk to people despite the protestations of Brian and Paul, since they don't really like people. Some rando named Aunt Rebecca Sims, I'm not sure why she's our aunt, told us, quote, with the crowds of people waiting to get on the ferry, we could be stranded here for days. Hope there's enough graze for all those animals. Not many people carry feed. I'd rather wait, though, than cross in a rickety wagon boat. After we all said, thanks for nothing, you stupid bee, we proceeded to cross the river, which cost $5. What a ripoff. Before reaching our next stop, we decided to hunt. Jimmy and Leah were passed out from whiskey sours, so the rest of us went out to shoot things. Christina shot a buffalo that weighed 895 pounds, wow. so we can only carry 100 pounds back to the wagon. Oh, but still, a grand feast was had by all that wasteful. night. It seems very wasteful. Yeah, it is. 
we next made it to the Big Blue River crossing on March 17th. We attempted to ford the river, but the wagon got swamped. Uh-oh. We lost our wagon tongue and two of our oxen. No! <laughs> Soon after we left, Leah came down with cholera, weak ass. <laughs> so we had to stop and rest for two days, during which time we shot two more buffalo. And then we made it to Fort Kearney on March 30th. We bought one ox and 50 pounds of food after Paul had to reduce rations when he caught Jimmy and Brian eating late night snacks. Sons of branches. By this time, Leah had recovered through a steady diet of buffalo and rum until we ran into an April blizzard and lost it. I feel like buffalo and rum is what would give you the cholera in the first place. Probably. We were rolling along until Jimmy developed what was only called a fever on April 18th. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Christina Seems kicked ominous. Jimmy around a good bit for exposing everyone else to this vague fever. That sounds... And we decided to rest today. This all sounds accurate so far. Leah went on the hunt with us this time, and she almost shot Brian thinking it was a bear. But we did bag another <laughs> buffalo. We had almost reached Fort Laramie when we came upon a graveyard, which, of course, we had to look. Ooh. The tombstone said, quote, Here lies Voland. Hmm. Hey, 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 come out and play. <laughs> Apparently, we had stumbled onto some fan of the offspring, so we pressed on to Fort Laramie cool. and arrived on May 2nd. We stopped for four days and had to pull Jimmy and Brian out of the brothel on the far end of the fort. <laughs> we also found Christina and Leah face down in a puddle after heavy drinking and rescued them. Paul had gotten in deep at a poker game with the Sharks, but managed to work his way out by winning an, an eating competition. What? <laughs> Soon after we left the fort, Brian developed measles which we first diagnosed as chlamydia after his time at the fort. He was cured of that apparently simply by three days rest and didn't pass to anybody else, thankfully. Wow. We met a couple of fur trappers named Hunter and Scott who gave us some skunky bourbon. That must have killed it off. Kill See, I'm taking creative license. Soon after that, we hit the mountains and hit inadequate grass and bad water. Uh-oh. Aww. We kept going, but on May 23rd, a thief came during the night and stole ten sets of clothing. Now that three of us were naked, apparently, we had to try and acquire some clothing at our next stop. And almost on cue, as we approached that stop, Brian developed, quote, exhaustion. So we stopped Uh for another four days of mostly naked rest and (laughs) hunger. On June 17th, our wagon tongue broke. For some reason, we we tasked Paul and Jimmy with trying to repair it, but they suck at it. With our health listed as, quote, very poor unquote, even though we were eating filling rations. We stopped at Independence Rock, Wyoming. Could be that water was short in supply at that moment. Once we left, Jimmy developed typhoid, and everyone else, especially the naked ones, started to consider selling themselves for food. August 4th, we arrived at South Pass and looked around to find a lot of people for some reason. Christina and Brian walked off to, walked off to talk to some people and found a young girl who said, quote, my father is very sick, and we are resting here until he gets better. We have been pushing too hard, and our health has suffered. When my father is able to travel again, we will go at a slower pace, unquote. They both laughed at the girl, who responded by telling them to get lost, you naked freaks. We shot a brown bear on our way to Green River Crossing and found some wild fruit. One of the oxen injured himself, and we ate him. It tasted like chicken. We waited three days and took the ferry over to the other side. Thanks to Paul's bad driving, we lost the trail and it cost us three more days. On August 26th, we broke a wagon axle, but Christina was able to repair it. What? Why are you surprised by that? Come on. (laughs) 
out of here. Once we arrived at Soda Springs on September 6th, Leah broke her leg. <laughs> Jimmy suggested eating her like we did the ox, but Brian talked, her, talked him out of it. Then an ox died on September 19th, which of course became dinner as we pressed into Fort Hall. We kept seeing very little water, and then bitch-ass Brian developed cholera. Oh, then Leah died on September 20th. Oh, no. Cause of death unknown. Oh, no. It didn't say why. Did Uh-oh. we eat her? I don't. I hope not. Okay. Of course, that meant one less mouthy mouth to feed, and we pressed on to shoot some deer. On October 7th, Brian broke his leg. Man. Christina told Paul, quote, glad we brought him along, unquote. <laughs> on October 16th, an ox wandered off, and we took a whole damn day to find it. Then we reached Snake River Crossing on October 20th. We traded our remaining two sets of clothing with a, quote, Indian, unquote, to help guide us over the river. Yeah, the game was So everyone's breaking their legs, pooping themselves, and now we're all naked? Pretty much. Jesus. Everything was hunky-dory until on October 30th, right before Halloween. (gasps) No. Brian died. No! It was so spooky, though. Jimmy poured out a drink on him as we burned his body. The same day, Christina broke her arm, probably from fighting with Paul. Ah. They rolled into Fort Boise on November 2nd. Jimmy broke his leg while there from curb stomping a child <laughs> while drunk and high on Brian's opium stash. At no, Jimmy! Paul decided to change the pace to, quote, grueling after Christina shot a bear even with her broken arm. What a beast! That's of course, then Jimmy died on November 14th. No. At wow. the same time, we had very little water. What did he die of? It doesn't say. Oh, okay. Oh my I God. need to play the more modern version so it tells oh me why. God. And we can administer laudanum and stuff like that. Mm. At this point, our two remaining naked, pissed off, and hungry protagonists <laughs> shot some more game and headed toward the Dallas. Then Christina contracted dysentery. No! Oh, no. Probably after we ate Jimmy since we were no. short of food. Shortly thereafter, on November 17th, she died. God, but at least I died of the classic. Paul developed dysentery on November 24th, just in time for Thanksgiving. But Paul somehow successfully floated his raft, which, where he got, I don't know, with the wagon on it down the Columbia River. What? And successfully arrived at the Willamette Valley on November 25th, 1848. Hmm. Success, if you're Paul. Wow. I mean, is that success, though? His final point total. (laughs) 200 points for one person alive and very poor health. And I won't bore you with the rest, but we got I got triple because we were farmers. Wow. So we had a final point total of 831, which did not put us in the top 10. Sounds like a good game, though. We did have 121 bullets left. Wow. We got two points for that. Man. And had $2.50 left to our name. I mean, but you're all dead, so. Whatever. You're by yourself, naked. In the middle of the Oregon winter. Just naked and pooping everywhere. You're going to die. And I guided a raft with a wagon on it. How many oxen were left? How many? Four. Four? Okay. Yep. Oh, man. I got to go home and play Oregon Trail. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have another installment of this. Delightful. Because there's going to be music under what I just did. Oh, beautiful. I don't know what it is yet. Not beautiful taste, but something like it. Love it. Should be. uh, Because I'm not paying for that. Never going to give you up. (laughs) <laughs> Some derivative thereof. Yeah. Now it's time for another favorite feature, Christina's sexist casting call corner. Bring it, girl. All right. Today I'm going to tell you about Rebecca. Oh, no. Listen to the range on this character. <clears throat> Rebecca, age 20 to 21, Caucasian, 
5'7 to 5'9. So we're okay, really working with specific. a wide height and age variety here. Yeah. Rebecca is an arresting beauty, preferably naturally blonde. Yeah. She has oh. charm naturally with blonde. a spark in her eyes and lots of charisma. Because her physical beauty is so much the uh. focus of the storyline, she must be absolutely very beautiful, sexy, and sensual. All three, okay? She better not look mediocre. All three, specifically. As the female lead, she must demonstrate great acting chops. Okay. We are looking for serious actors with great talent only, please. We prefer to see a resume with stage and film credits, all caps. Submissions must include video samples of actors' work. I... There's so much material to glob onto in that. I mean, they clearly are looking for, um, you know, a blonde who they think is hot. (laughs) Natural blonde. Yeah. Uh, first of all, don't you dare dye, not be don't you dare dye your hair blonde. Yeah, you better be they're, they're natural. Gonna check. Natural or get out. They're okay. Gonna check. Um, I like that. The With everything s- in that, is the whole story, her whole storyline is uh, based on her being beautiful, sexy, and sensual. However, don't you dare apply if you're not a good actor, you stupid idiots. Yeah. Don't so, you do it. <laughs> what what kind of project was this? I have no idea. This is a, a clip from... I think this one was from the sexist um, casting calls Twitter. Ah. Um, okay. But I like, you know, the range of uh, 20 to 21, 5, 7 to 5, 9. Let's say it's not it, a very wide range. Though. Yeah, dude, Shouldn't man. they just call it our target is 21? Y'all want to just five, maybe, eight. like, attach a, a picture, like, of... The exact woman you're looking for. Yeah. Get out of here with this. Just, just ask the person you want to be in it. Clearly, you so, have someone in mind. Yeah. I just the we're all, we're only looking for serious actors with great talent. Only, please. Yeah. Got me. Yeah. There's a lot of cast. Like, okay, in there. like so, like yelling. a normal casting situation where mm. you want a talented actor. I was calling for cool. to the ether. So. I kept expecting you to. Then go into the nudity required. Clause. Yeah, no, this, yeah, this one's not frontal. a. Yeah. This one's. This one's not a nudity required. Okay, nudity required. Don't worry, there co-star is the director. You know, tragically, we, we have our maxi pod. You can quite do plenty of those, though. Yeah. Let me tell you. Yeah, this one is. Um, sounds like there's plenty of them to go around. Yeah, this is. You have to be very beautiful, though, and only great talent, please. I have a question. So, did some of them like that require nudity? Do they also then specify a cup size? Does it get that I, bad? Uh, I mean, I'm certain. I'm yeah. certain that there are some. I haven't seen any yet, yeah. but I know they I exist. I would have to think of a one that's in there That's one of the things they're looking like. Uh, you I, better believe they exist. I'll find them for you. Yeah, Don't please. worry. I want to find the worst one ever. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. Can we keep getting down the rabbit hole? <laughs> Sadly, there's no shortage. They're well, everywhere. And since there, I mean, that's a great segue since there's no shortage of dad jokes. It's time for Brian's yes. wild and zany dad jokes today. <sighs> Cue music. Worse. Cue Christina's negative looks on her face and the groans give of dot, me, dot, dot. Give coming. me the sexists back. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah. Get it out. <laughs> what concert costs just 45 cents? 50 cent featuring Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> I just stopped looking at you. I just look at her when you say that. Do you think 
Do you think it's possible to hear someone's nostrils flare through a microphone? <laughs> I did. <laughs> but it wasn't through the microphone. <laughs> I see your arms oh. flying out like, yes, kill me now, Yeah, Lord. that one sent my soul to Jesus. Yes. <laughs> Have a little talk with Jesus. <laughs> All right, what's next, Brian? Uh, what do you... What crime does a child commit when it won't take a nap? Resisting arrest. Christina's head, her brain imploded inside. Yeah. <laughs> Very Scanners-esque. Oh. There Rebox you walking go. In here. There's my two dad jokes for today. Oh. They only get better. Better and better. Do they get better, Christina? What do they get? And again, I just like... To say to that who who's responsible for dad jokes now because christina has dubbed me it's the dad dumb. of the the theater and then introduced me to instagram Do so all of this is due to christina so please send all your thank you cards to christina hernandez send yes. me send me a knife i can stab myself send in the brain an angel. instead <laughs> okay so moving on we'll have if you guys have any closing rants sponsored by Jimmy the cock who was an alcoholic rooster who died on the Oregon trail Aww. this week uh, well, you're all dead with him, closing so. rant for me is um, there is no way Leah wouldn't have died in the Oregon trail like <laughs> two weeks after we left that's all I'm saying <laughs> see I, I, I go the other way and then I think that we would have had to leave her at the first fort we came across because it, she would have, she wouldn't have wanted to leave. True. That's and balanced. we would have said, all right, Christina would have said enough, leave the girl behind. More business. And all of us would have said, yes, ma'am. And we would have left and shot some deer. And now in reality, out in the wilderness. we would have died at the first crossing because none of us are outdoors. People. At we wouldn't all. have left. We wouldn't have left. Yeah. We would have just What's, said, you know what? It'd be nice to be in Oregon, but let's just sit here and drink. What was so good in Oregon anyway? Nothing. I mean, Illinois is fine. Just well, stay in even, Illinois. Know, as the lone survivor, I'll say, I didn't even get to the ocean. I got to the Willamette Valley. Huh. What's in so, the Willamette Valley? I have no idea. I mean, what do you do Rhubarb, there? Uh, uh, seems like a as waste the game trip. would put it, Indians, quote unquote. Uh, you know. It's like, how did they get all the way there from New Delhi? I mean, if they can get there from New Delhi, why couldn't we get there from Illinois? Because we're soft. <laughs> That's right. So, <laughs> take a take a page out of the Indians' uh, playbook. I mean, yes. if they can cross an ocean and get there, then come on. It's how just they floated across. So, what about you? Any rants? Um. So the other day, y'all might have seen this happening. I I went to Target and I uh. Bought two humongous bags of Halloween candy. Oh, yes. yeah. Okay. At a, at a bowl. And half of the Halloween candy was bribe candy for uh, my students. How'd for, that work out for, for you? The student produ- oh, let me tell you. For my student production. So I bring, I bring it in, and they're all, like, eyeballing it. And, you know, we get to the end of rehearsal after they, like, hassled me for two hours about eating it. Which was a nightmare. And then I finally am like, all right, you guys did a good job. Come get a piece. And these little jerks come up there, like one by one, and eyeball the bowl and are like, where are the Milky Ways? (laughs) 
Where are the gummies? That was their first thing. They were like, is this all? Why did you bring this? Aren't there any Kit Kats in here? Um. So moral of the story is, I don't know, just like don't ever do anything nice for anyone. No good deed ever. goes unpunished. Yeah. I have never not once brought like a gift to one of my casts, like a... Like a treat, like because I do, I do this with my Riverdale kids all the time too. Like I'll bring, like, prizes. I'll bring like a like I brought a bunch of frozen themed like coloring packs. And, Are like, they appreciative? Stu- I mean, it doesn't matter what I bring in there. Like one time I brought like um like one of those squeezy stress toys that was shaped like a golden poop, like the poop emoji. Yeah. And they fought so hard to like be the person that won that at the end of rehearsal. <laughs> I have never not once had a kid like look me in the eye like they want to spit on me for bringing candy in. So <laughs> I've reached a new um a new place and I took the candy home. And uh if they don't want the Snickers and whatever else was in it, then guess who's going to eat it? Me. Not them. That's for sure. Yep. Uh, so just don't buy candy for people, I guess. Yeah, I, I concur with that. <sighs> so, okay. Well, uh, this mini pod turned into a uh, semi-sized maxi pod. So uh, we'll have a full-size maxi pod later in the week. For yeah, your heavy I like flow. that joke. I, um, so we'll, uh, again, review the Lost Boys. We'll have some more uh, dad jokes. Absolutely. Call them that. Maybe dad anecdotals. <laughs> I have so many more dad jokes to get through. <laughs> racist casting call. Not racist. Sex- sexist sex- casting call. Oh, don't worry. There's probably uh, racist, racist ones too. Calls. Oh, are there ever. Oh, well, there's some of that too. many that check both boxes. All right. So we'll be back with more later in the week. Please enjoy. Please listen. And tell your two friends about it so that we can get up to 20 viewers. Like, 20 subscribe. Yes. All right. Bye, guys.